Welcome back, everyone, to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald. Your only place to get to hear your Florida Keys prep sports news and history. You can find this podcast every Thursday at keysweekly.com. Please share and like. You can find me on Facebook at Florida Keys and Key West High School Sports History. You can hear this podcast on the radio also Saturdays, WKWF, AM 1600 AM. Um, and WKWF FM 103.3 FM, Saturdays at 8 AM. You could hear that. So we have all of your news uh, up and down the keys this week. We had a big week uh, in basketball. We had a great rivalry going on last week. Uh, Coral Shores went down to Key West and uh, two things happened. The Key West High School Con- girls basketball team got their first win of the year over the Lady Canes and the Coral Shores Hurricanes were able to beat the Key West boys 53-35 uh, down on Bill Butler Court. Congratulations to Coach Mandozi, guest on this show. Um, and, you know, Key West new coach this year, Dexter Butler. It's his first year. He's doing a great job with the guys. They had a great game. If you looking at the box score here, at the half, it was Coral Shores 22, Key West 20. And then the final score was 53-35. So a great game played the first half. And honestly, you know, when you're talking about the boys basketball teams in Monroe County this year, Coral Shores, it looks like they're the top team. Uh, Coach Mandozi's assembled a great group of players. They are very good at basketball, and they have wins over Marathon this year. They have wins over Key West this year, and it'll be interesting to see as we get closer to district play how much further they're going to go. Now, this this week coming up, they do not play again, but the following week on the 24th, Key West High School girls and boys are going to travel up to Coral Shores, so we'll see uh, what Coral Shores ha- is going to be able, are they going to be able to defend that? Are they going to be able to beat Key West at home, uh, at their home, because they were able to go to Key West and get the win? Are they going to be able to also win up at Coral Shores? Only time will tell. Uh, in the game last week, high scores. For Key West High School, Cameron Roberts, a sophomore, scored 11 for Key West. Uh, Leandro Batista, the freshman, had eight points and um, a very, very good turnout for Key West High School. They had a lot of fans there and they had a great game. And, you know, those rivalry games is, is so unique for Monroe County. You know, I grew up in Miami and, you know, there, there's rivalries, but there's nothing like a Coral Shores Key West rivalry. There's nothing like a Key West Marathon rivalry because it just means so much more. And when you have those games, you know, I've been to, to many of those games over, over the last 25 years and it's just so different. The environment is different. The look in the players' eyes is so much different. The coaches, they want nothing more. And you talk about any sport that we have in the Keys, when you have that rivalry, when you have that Keys rivalry playing, number one, all bets are off, right? Records don't matter. But number two, it's going to be a game no matter what. And congratulations to Key West High School. I mean, they have they have a couple freshmen starting. They have a new coach, and they were able to be competitive with Coral Shores with the Coral Shores High School basketball team. So it'll be interesting to see what happens on the twenty fourth. The adjustments that Coach Butler makes for Key West High School, and and it might be a, a fun game to go to. Now, in other news about basketball for. The boys' basketball team in Marathon, Coach Kevin Freeman, had a very good week last week. The 
The Marathon Dolphins boys basketball team was able to go 3-0 and last week. They got three wins, um, and I think all three of their games were at home. Um, the Lady Finns added two wins and a loss to their record last week. They lost 55-20 to um, over Florida Christian, January 10th. Abriana Marshall had 13 points. Uh, she's getting closer to 200 for the season. Anila Hawkins scored 10. Marathon lost to Horeb Christian on the 12th, then turned their week back in the right direction with a 50-44 to win over St. Brendan's on January 13th. District play for the girls begins January 31st. Marathon and Coral Shores, they will battle within the 3A District 16 bracket, while Key West will face 4A teams for their chance to move to the state series. Now, as far as the boys' basketball from Marathon, they had a big win on January 10th against Redlands Christian. Uh, they won 61-12. to Oscar Garcia led the scoring with a career-high 17 points. Xavier Grant added 10 points, 2 rebounds, and 3 steals. The lopsided win allowed Mr. Freeman to play his entire bench, all of whom took advantage of the playtime and scored. Two nights later, they beat Horeb Christian 50-37 to for the second time this season. Deshaun Ohms is recovering from an injury, so he did not play. Um, so the seniors had to step up. Garcia again and Fisher Coleman Sayer really stepped up in that game, and they played very well. Defense really stepped up in the fourth quarter, and they limited Horeb to three points. Coleman Sayer had 16 points, eight rebounds, and three blocks against Horeb. Garcia had a double-double with 15 and 13. The Dolphins went on Friday night to defeat Colonial Christian January 13th for a three-game win streak. Coach Freeman, I was talking to him, he thinks the home stretch looks promising for the Finns. They're playing better than they did before Christmas break. I could see that. The players are starting to understand their roles, and, and they're just trying to get better every day. Postseason for Marathon begins February 7th. So part of this podcast, it seems like we're always talking about the changes of the seasons, is what's flowing into what here at Marathon. They started having meetings for baseball, for boys weightlifting, track and field is starting to meet. You know, so we're going to the postseason in a lot of these winter sports. Uh, girls soccer is getting ready to finish up. Boys soccer is getting ready to move to the postseason for all the teams. And we're getting ready to transition to the spring sports. So um, I hope everybody has another great week. And I got a great guest coming on next. Um, coach of the Key West High School football conk defense and head coach of wrestling at Key West High School, Chaz Jimenez. Chaz is going to come on today. He's going to talk to us about um, districts and regionals and how wrestling's going. And and we're going to talk and we're going to get into a little bit of depth of his career and how he got to the position where he is today and growing up in Key West and playing football and, and wrestling on one of the very first wrestling teams Key West High School had to offer. So uh, enjoy Coach Jimenez. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald. I have on Key West High School defensive coordinator on the football team and the head wrestling coach, Coach Jimenez. How you doing, Coach? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on. I First of all, um, lot, or two weeks ago, you guys won another district championship for Key West High School Wrestling. Um, congratulations on that, number one. And I was trying to think to myself, 
Um, how many district championships is that for Key West High School wrestling at this point? Um, well, so that was our district duels championship. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so wrestling, you know, has two in Florida and a lot of states has two state state championships. We have two state series. So we have the dual meets, which is basically a team versus team. And then we have our traditional individual, what we call IBT bracketed tournament, um, which is where, you know, where your guys win, win the state title. And then you have your team titles and stuff from that too. Um, so we, you know, we still go in, in the middle of the season and we'll have the traditional um, district tournament at the end of February. But overall, if we counted all of them together, um, I think, you know, we've won five of those because the, the dual meet state titles have only been around for um, six years. Mm-hmm. So I think we won five out of this, out of those six. And then myself as head coach, I've won 13 of the traditional titles. And then <clears throat> we won, we had won like four, I think with coach bow when I was wrestling. Right. So somewhere in the you know, 20, what is that? 27 district titles. <laughs> I mean that, I mean, considering that you, your, your wrestling program, I, I, I think started in like 90, it was at 99 or 2000. That's quite the number of district champions for, for a program that really hasn't been around that long. What do you attribute that to? Um, I think, uh, you know, I think I, I get asked this question a lot. I think we've had, you know, we've been lucky to have some good coaches and um, starting with the basis of how the program got started is really how it kind of <clears throat> all happened, you know, <clears throat> starting with Coach Bow and, and um, Coach Randy and Coach and Mike Hess who, and a couple other guys <laughs> that really got wrestling started here. And they were all really knowledgeable. And um, the program just, you know, it's kind of just started right there. We've And then Coach Moeller keeping it going. Um, and then we've had, you know, I think consistency, you know, I think it's important that you have a program where you have a lot of consistency in head, co- head coaching. So we had three head coaches over 20, you know, what is it, 24 years. Um, Wait a second. And- I, that, that's, that makes me feel so old because I swear I remember when that program started. I can't believe it was 24 years ago, but I guess you're right. Consistency among the head coaches. And then what? how many years have you been the head coach now? This is my 14th season wow. as head coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So of, of your 14 years, you know, it seems like every couple of years you, 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 you guys have some, some legitimate state contenders. You know, you've, you've done it in the past before. You've had quite a number of wrestlers medal. It seems like this year is no different. Who do you think, you know, a couple guys that you have give you guys the best chance of making a deep run uh, in the state series this year? Well, you know, I think, you know, we have Andreata's returning state placer. You know, he's he's not you know top most of the rankings he's number either number two or number three um i think he has a you know, legit shot at winning a state title and then um at two, 220 another one of our football guys ralph Ritchie. he has a good shot of making you know being a state place for this year and then um at 138 
Jason Flynn's probably the, our best all-around wrestler, but just those weight classes are really tough. But he's definitely got a good shot via qualifier um, and hopefully trying again to place. And then um, Das Bakayatov at 132, his partner. Yeah, really, really tough. They're all they're both all ranked pretty high. They have a good shot. And then we have a, a few other guys that young guys that are um yeah, have a really good shot of being qualifiers this year. Um the hard thing is we, we we have a really tough region. We have the toughest region in the state. Um so if we the thing is to get in. So once we can we can get guys qualified, they have a good shot placing. But um yeah, we're looking, you know, big Andre's probably got the best shot to win a state title this year. And then, you know, on the girls' side, we, you know, we have a couple of girls that I think have a good shot at winning state titles also with, you know, with, with Shannon and Ailey Briggs. Um, they're amazing wrestlers. And we have a, one of our recurring wrestlers, uh, Shayla Figuera, who's really tough and placing high at all, a lot of tournaments. So we're excited about the girls a lot too. So I'm glad you brought that up because I was getting ready to ask you about that. So when did when did that program, like this is the first I've heard of it. And to be honest, I don't follow wrestling as much because we don't have it at Marathon. But when, when did it become a lot more popular for girls to start wrestling? Uh, and then like when did you guys at Key West High School start to have uh, girl wrestlers? So we've always had girls rest, girl girls wrestling on our boys team um, since I've been in high school, and and most schools didn't. You always had one or two girls. Yeah, you know, they wrestle boys, you know, and stuff like that. And um, it's been gaining popularity. And then there was always an unofficial <clears throat> one of the high schools would host a girl state championship, um, mm-hmm. usually in February, like. And, um, or then they would have the South Florida girls championship and stuff like that. But girls wrestling has been big, you know, uh, internationally, we have great uh, women's wrestling in U S across the world. And it's starting to gain traction at college levels. Um, and then in the last 10 years, it's starting to gain traction where they, the high schools, um, associations were sanctioning it. So we, it's you know state by state it's been happening and then you know i was on the i was on the wrestling advisory committee uh, 10 years ago maybe eight years ago and we approved this to get uh women wrestling sanctioned but it just kept getting tabled because they didn't know you know the fhsa first off is a bureaucratic body so they move slow Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so then but they didn't the issue that all the ADs had and a lot of coaches had was, you know, title, they were scared of title nine stuff. You know, when are we right. going to do it? What season will we do it? Um, who, you know, we're ready. A lot of times hard to find wrestling coaches. Who's going to coach the, the, the girls, where are they going to practice? You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, so then it got, a, it finally got pushed through for two years ago and then they tabled it again. And then, finally last season it got sanctioned last second like right in the middle of fall semester yeah and it was kind of too with the logistical stuff that we have to deal with it was too soon for me to try to put everything together last fall but i knew after this year and especially after seeing last year was the first they had their first uh, girls state championship which was going on in the same place that you know we have the our traditional state championship 
Um, and I watched those girls wrestling and I had some girls wrestle last year at some, some girls tournaments and I was like, we got to get this going. Um, the girls wrestling is just awesome. And, uh, so we, you know, last year after last year, we decided we were going to add our, our program. So, and it just so happened, this is the first year, you know, we have our program and, and here come, you know, the Briggs sisters. So mm-hmm. it's kind of serendipitous in a way. Yeah, it really was. I mean, there, there's a family that actually moved to Marathon and their mom teaches at Marathon High School. But like I said before, we don't offer wrestling and they're from the state of Maryland. And I think their dad is also like a, a wrestling coach and they had been wrestling their whole lives. And, and they're really hopefully they're going to pay dividends for you guys. And they get to go down to Key West High School and wrestle and, and you guys get to have them. And it should be a great year. So as a coach, do you do you have two separate teams? Does everybody practice together? How does that work with the with the girls' team and the boys' team? Yeah, we practice together. I mean, it's basically we're just one program, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just compete at different places or different times. And um, yeah, so I do everything. You know, I'm the coach for the girls also, um, and it's kind of like what we did before. You know, we've always had girls on the team. We practice together. Um, it's like, you know, we work out together. It's just, we, we got to do different events. Right. And, and I try to logistically what I tried to do because, you know, logistically I should get, you know, I should have my own logistics, uh, firm after I retire <laughs> from coaching, <laughs> um, try to, with all the things we got to coordinate. Yes. But, <clears throat> um, we have to, you know, I try to get either the, the girls events to, to go to events where they have girls, like a lot of tournaments, the boys will be a two day tournament and the second day will be a girls tournament. Mm-hmm. So I try to either get tournaments where that's happening or where the boys are going to a tournament that we had planned already. The girls, there's a, a girls event in that area. <clears throat> um, so that's kind of how I've coordinated, you know, and then like this week the boys have off. So we're taking the girls to a pretty big tournament in Fort Myers. Um, so this, so it's, so it's this kind of trial is, by fire this year yeah. also, you know, and this is like, this is part of your program, but as far as you being a coach, it's now like during wrestling team, during, excuse me, now during wrestling season, you're a head coach times two, because you're the head coach of the boys. You have to make sure that those guys are taken care of and have the meets that they need. And then the same, you know, you might be off with the boys one week and then, and then that same weekend though, you're going to be traveling for the girls. So do you ever see where your program might be large enough where you'd have two separate wrestling coaches, a, a, a head girls wrestling and a head boys wrestling? Yeah, hopefully that's where it's, you know, that's my, the goal is to get it there. Um, you know, I, <clears throat> we'll have, you know, when we, my goal is to, to, you know, to, to phase myself, you know, mm-hmm, of one of myself out, maybe I go with the girls and give the boys someone. I really like right. their girls wrestling. I'm telling you, I love the girls wrestling. It's so refreshing for me. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, the goal is to, to, to build the girls wrestling into its own huge, you know, big entity. And then, you know, we get a different set of problems we got to deal with and we figure those out as we go. But I want to build that, that sport down here. And I think overall it's the fastest growing sport in, in, in America right now is is female wrestling is to get, you know, a a really big competitive girls program also. And it's just good for the sport of wrestling. And I think it's just great to have, have opportunities for girls. I mean, a lot of our girls on the team, they didn't do other sports. Um, and it, 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 it's an opportunity. It's just like boys wrestling. 
all size, all shapes and sizes of girls and athleticism and athletic abilities can be successful or have success in wrestling. You know, it, it's amazing how, how quickly things change. You know, five, six, seven years ago, everybody was looking at, at wrestling and, and a lot of schools were getting rid of it. And I think with this advent from what I've been reading before this with girls wrestling has almost created a new interest. Also, with the with the interest in the UFC, a lot more kids want to wrestle. And frankly, like for our keys kids. You know, I think it's a great opportunity for them because it's an individual sport. You know, a lot of times, at least us sometimes in marathon, we don't have enough players for certain teams. But if you're playing an individual sport, it all comes down to how much work you put in yourself. Yeah, that's that's the case. And that's why it's great. And then, you know, the team aspect comes into is is your your training, who you train with Mm -hmm. and um you know, in the competitions, but you definitely want to be in a good room, you know, with good guys and girls. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely creates opportunities. And, uh, I think that's important. So, you know, you come here to Key West high school, you know, as someone who graduated from Key West high school as someone that grew up in Key West and, and, and the Florida keys. And, you know, your dad was a long time, uh, football coach at Key West high school for many, many years. So you grew up the son of a coach. And, and so I'm sure all of this was on your mind, but what I want to go back in time a little bit and then like nothing, there's no other athletes better than the athletes than when you were a kid. So when you're a young kid and you're going to Key West high school football games, you're going here, you're going there, you're growing up and you're reading the citizen or, uh, about, you know, the, the teams in Key West, what teams or what players really stand out to you from when you were a kid at Key West high school? Well, I, I was, when I was a little kid, first off, when I was a little kid growing up in, in, in Key West, um, you know, it was the, the dream to be a Key West high school football player. Um, you know, everyone, that's what we everyone used to dream about, talk about. You know, you go to that Friday night game and it was sold out. You know, it was packed, and we were. It was a big deal in that town back and in the town back then. It was that real small town, you know, like Texas Friday Night Lights feel mm-hmm. um, that we grew up with, and um, we had some really great teams. So I, I, I guess you know it's. I was growing when I was a real, you know, small kid and then being involved with my, you know, around it all, every day with my dad and stuff. Um, that 89 team, those, those early, you know, those late eighties, yeah. early nineties team was when I was, you know, I was five, six, seven years old. <clears throat> so that probably made a lasting impact on me, you know, that I was that young and I was around those guys and those teams. Um, and going to those playoff games and going to the state championship game in Daytona. Mm-hmm. Um, so that those teams right there, you know, and being, you know, those guys were legendary. They're still legendary in my mind as an adult, you mm-hmm. know, um, you know, obviously Corey Sawyer was amazing, you know, and even as a young kid, I just remember how amazing he was and things he used to do. Um, you know, JP Garcia and, and the, the offensive line we had with, with, with Chris Saunders and, and Roach, William Roach. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we had, we just had some great guys that played on those teams. 
and then you know those those that stood out to me a lot you know we wanted to strive to have teams like that again and um and then going into like you know the the mid 90s we had some really good teams too you know and then um you know like the the crazy thing was uh, I think when I I had Coach Siegel on the podcast, you know Coach Siegel from wrestling, yeah. and he yeah, was he was the the head coach here I think for like ninety four ninety five, and ninety five Key West High School, you know they win the district championship, and that's the last time Key West High Schools won a district championship was ninety five. So that mid nineties team, like they had some real solid players in the mid nineties, and that was probably right before you got here. Right, right before you got to Key West High School, so I'm sure you were probably at HOB going to those games every Friday, right? Yeah, I was in middle school, and uh, you know, I was like a ball boy or water boy, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, you know, my dad was coaching, and and then my brother was playing. My brother was starting middle linebacker for those teams, so one of the inside linebackers for those teams, and then yeah, we had some great, man, we had athletes on those teams with with uh. Bubba Collins and and Anthony Thompson and Michael Dean, mm-hmm. um, you know D one guys and and Roselle Foster and and Abba Devitt and man we had some oof, we had some great some great I, I could go with the list is extensive of the the good the good athletes Stephen Sawyer my dad actually with the defensive backs at that time yeah 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 and yeah. when Siegel came down and. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we had, like, he got lucky. You know, we had a group of athletes. Yeah, sometimes. But yeah, but through all, all the years, we've always had great players. Yeah, you know? we've always had great players. But yeah, and then that definitely all that stuff. You know, that just it was. And then I was really lucky. Yeah, I always attribute. You know, people always asking because I, I, mean, I had a lot of success early as a head coach. You know, um, well, how did you? Yeah, you know, gets gets as much successful so fast. And I was like, well, man, I, I think I had training my whole life. I was around really good coaches mm-hmm. my whole life, and I would I was there with my dad at meetings, Saturday and Sunday meetings a lot. You know, I was at all the coaches after part, you know, parties and mm-hmm. watching football games with them, and I just I picked up all that stuff. You know, and I, I was always just loved being around coaching and you know and I, I just the, the list of coaches i got you know i was i coached me personally also yeah from you know from coach james and coach jerry hughes and and uh, my father and uh coach chuck freeman and you know dave and Lynn to my wrestling coaches troy bow and mike mike hess and randy lehan um you know uh, it's just uh, the, again the list could go on i just about in so many different styles of coaching and i kind of picked up a piece of all those guys and and the different ways they do things coach siegel too you know, after, you know i was there with around them but, you know, mm-hmm. just great coaches we had a lot of great coaches it's amazing you you are right when you think about like the number of great coaches that that came through there and the number of great athletes that came through there but as far as you as a football player were you able when you were in middle school and when you were in elementary school, were you able to play football at the junior football league? No, I didn't play football <laughs> until high school. You, same. You had, I know uh, you had the same problem as I had. I'm sure us both being yeah. ex linemen. A lot of times when you're growing up, they always had those horrible weight limits that we could never make to be able to play. Is that what it was? 
Yep. And then, <laughs> and then finally, when it. I was able to do it, my dad just didn't want me to do it because mm-hmm. of the, he felt that the coaching engineer football league wasn't. It wasn't up to par. <laughs> yeah. He didn't. Yeah. So I, I played soccer and hockey and, um, that's what I did. And it actually was good. Yeah. It was really, it was probably the best thing because it made me more coordinated and, and yeah, it's good to have that diversity in different sports as I played soccer and hockey up until ninth grade. So then what was it like for you? Okay. Finally, here you are, you're a Key West high school and you've never really had on pads before, but it's your dream to be on the football team. So what was that like as a freshman for you? Um, I think it was, you know, it's definitely a learning curve when you put those pads on, but mm-hmm. like I always tell people, either you, you can hit or you can't hit. Some people are either scared to hit or they're not scared to hit, you mm-hmm. know, or they like to hit. And, um, it was pretty evident. I like to hit right away. So, and you know, I was, did, you know, I did all, well, the other thing too, is I did all the eighth grade spring, you know, we didn't have the thing where the spring guys could train with the, mm-hmm. with the, you know, with place do spring football, but we, I, I did all the workouts from that spring and summer with the team. Um, a few of us did, you know, Patrick Lewin, um, Pedro Lara, Keith Hernandez, Josh Peters, you know, you know, mm-hmm. the crew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All, <laughs> so all we, those guys were there. They were probably bought in from day one, right? Yeah. So we were, you know, as you know, as that class back then, you know, coming, probably help my you know my my dad knew them all too but we yeah, we we all did all coach uses workouts did the summer stuff we had some crazy summer workouts um so we did all that all you know so when you're going into the two days now we were already like you know in the program but no yeah it's still a transition once you get those pads on you know and, and you're going against seniors and stuff um Right. But yeah, it came along pretty fast, I would but, say. But there's also, you probably received so much uh, football information just by osmosis, by watching for years and years and years to see what everyone else is doing. I mean, I'm sure that that you couldn't wait for that moment, but your ninth grade year, were, what was the situation? Did you do JV? Did you play varsity? How did that whole thing go? Yeah, they, they Patrick got stayed on varsity and the rest of us got put to JV. Which was the best? I was upset, uh, you know, yeah. but it was the best thing. Needed that uh, time learning and getting our own experience. And JV, JV football is fun. Yeah, know? it was a blast. And then we got moved up, and um, I actually played in. I, I started the second half of uh, our game against our playoff game against uh, Bell Glade, Glade Central, who ended up winning the state title. That's when they were on their runs. Oh man. <laughs> and, we, and so that was a good experience going into the next year. You know, I, I competed and felt really well. I did well against as a freshman against guys that were big time football players, you know, and, and they and a team that won a state title. Um, so actually put most of us in that whole almost that whole line in, which ended up being, you know, we ended up being a pretty good line. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we drove down and scored on them. So <laughs> <laughs> 
that was a good feeling. I and bet. it kind of led, you know, led us into that next year. Well, then, of course, it gives you guys that confidence. If you could move the ball against, you know, a team of that caliber, then you guys are, are going to be ready for the following year. And, and sometimes it's just so important just to get a little bit ex- of experience under your belt and a little bit of confidence. Then you guys go into 10th grade and, you know, you end up starting there for, for the next three years. Um, your senior year, you guys end up going to the playoffs, have a have a pretty good season. And, and the, always the interesting thing about your senior season at least, you know, there's always two things that stand out there for me uh, thinking about that. Number one, you know, being um, Sean Taylor, right? And then like him <laughs> him at, at Key West High School, I think they beat us uh, 14-7 and Sean Taylor, he had that interception return and he caught a bomb, right? Yeah, it's two plays. Yeah. <laughs> that I that's that sticks out number one. And then number two, you know, like the the big the big game that really ended up not being a big game was like the Marathon Key West High School game that year because that year Marathon ends up being in the final four for the state championship with Joey Strife and Giovanni and TT Holmes and all those guys and and they come down to Key West sort of in the middle of the season and then you guys beat them pretty handily. You remember that game? Oh yeah, I think we beat them uh, like thirty-five to nine or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then, so you know, football—you have a great career at Key West High School, uh, but I would say definitely your your most individual, your most success comes at wrestling. So you find wrestling in what grade? When did Coach Bow, who was the guy that was the first head coach at Key West High School, Troy Bow? When did he convince you to come out for wrestling? Well, it wasn't Troy. No, it was it was it was Coach Hughes. Oh, okay. Now we're talking so, about the original Coach Hughes, not yeah, Curry. Jerry Hughes yes. yep. um, and my dad, mm-hmm. or or avid proponents of wrestling, right? And having wrestling and having football players wrestle. Um, so eighth grade or ninth grade was one of those years coach Hughes was really really it kind of is perfect it was a perfect storm of how this all happened how wrestling started in key west but yeah jerry was a really really big proponent of it he took us to a, a few of us to a, a to see a, a dual meet at southridge high school where he used to wrestle and i remember it was like southridge versus coral park and we got to meet some of those guys and it was you know just to see what it's like to experience it um, and then at the same time in the background in another place, we had, um, Troy Bow had just started at Kiwis high school. Um, Mike Hess, whose family owned Kudjo fish and sales mm-hmm. was his kids were coming into that, you know, that elementary age. And he grew up in New York wrestling and he was a big time wrestler. And then, um, we had this, uh, this guy who was like, uh, Named Bob Kraft, and not Bob Kraft. I think it was his name. I can't think of his last name right now. I have to think of it. He, um, Bob something. He was big. His son was a big time wrestler and wrestling coach, and he loved wrestling. And he was kind of like the benefactor of the whole program. Okay. And of the of the club. So we got the club started at first, Concrete Public Wrestling Club. Mm-hmm. We started practicing at at uh at, at no at Glen Archer. The, the old gym in Glen Archer and um, Bob Krantz just came to me. Bob okay. Krantz. Okay. And uh, 
they bought it. They got a mat from some somewhere. I don't even know where they got the mat from. So after football season, ninth grade, they started the club. So I started going to club practices. Um, you know, Coach Hughes sent a bunch of us football players to go do it. Ran Carthon. He sent Ran Carthon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, from University of Florida. It was, and then, you know, eventually it was only Pedro and myself that stayed with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's kind of like, you know, I always tell our guys, like, yeah, well, first time you've never wrestled before, the first time you do it, it's going to be uncomfortable. You're, gonna, you're not going to really like it. You're not going to know what you're doing. You're not going to know what's going on. Um, but as time goes on, you know, like it more. If you like physicality, you like hitting, you like all that stuff, you're going to like it. And then when you really start to love it is when you start to win, you know, and compete because there's nothing like winning in that sport and winning on your own. Um, so yeah, so, so and then 10th grade, you know, so that summer ninth grade started doing, uh, tournaments and then Mike Hess was really the club coach the yeah. one that did a lot of the club stuff because he started on the kids program so I started going to tournaments with coach Mike um did some like team Florida stuff was actually like cutting weight because I was a cadet back then which is the younger age mm-hmm. um and then he was taking Pedro myself and his two little sons that were like six seven years old all over Florida yeah and then uh did that freshman sophomore year and then then sophomore year we again another you know, serendipitous thing you want to talk about. I don't believe in real coincidences that um, Justin Klein moved down from Okeechobee. Yes. And he was a state qualifier up in Okeechobee and was a really good wrestler. Well, we didn't have the team, but we were trying to get it. They were trying to get the team going. Mm-hmm. So in that season, 98, 99, the state allowed him a special thing to just compete by himself and coach about and coach Randy took him everywhere. So we would practice with him all along and he would wrestle in tournaments. And then he was a state qualifier again that year. <clears throat> and that was kind of the final, like, you know, nail in the coffin for us to get the team going, which, so we didn't have our first full season until um, my, my junior year, which was the 99, 2000. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then, you know, you have your, your junior year and then, you know, your senior year, you guys have a good wrestling team. One of my um, all-time favorite students, Tony Lombardi, was around. He was he was a great wrestler. You know, you had uh, I think Justin Duck wrestled also, didn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah you, Duck you, was you, the, the big the big three that year. A Duck, uh, myself, and and uh, and Pedro. Really yes, one two three punch, not 215 and, and heavyweight. That's that's the murderer's row at the end. But like your senior year. You make it to the state finals, and and during the match, you injure your knee. Correct? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty brutal. So you 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 make it all the way to the state finals, and then um, how bad was the injury at the time? It was bad. You know, it yeah. still it still impacts my life today. Um, you know, I still have to wear that brace. I still have nerve damage and. and uh, can't you know lift my foot i don't have what we call dorsiflexion uh-huh oh. um, so i have to wear that brace you know so yeah that was that was uh that's that senior year was amazing you know and again why i always tell my lineman why i love wrestling as a lineman is 
we can have great games. We can grade out. We're still not going to win. You know, <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter. It's a team sport, which was also what makes, yeah. you know, football. I love football because of that team aspect, but in wrestling, I love that, you know, I put the work in, I do everything I need to do. And I, the outputs, you know, based off me and, you know, you kind of get that adulation of, of, of being the, the guy when I've been a lineman, you know, yeah, well, you go from one extreme to the other because yeah. you know, as a football, as an offensive tackle, you're pretty much pretty much anonymous unless, God forbid, you make a penalty or allow a horrible sack. So you go, even if you win, no one ever is like, "Oh, you did a great job. You're the reason why we won," even though you might as well have been. But when you go to wrestling, there's there's no doubt about it. You know, if if you're successful or not, everybody knows, everybody's watching, and especially you being at the heavyweight because okay. First of all, everyone loves to watch heavyweight wrestling, number one. But number two, you guys are always the last match, you know? So it's like this big crescendo. And I'm sure there are many times when you were wrestling for, you know, if you win, your team wins. And, and what a great opportunity to go from playing football to doing wrestling. And then I'm just thinking right now, are you the first Key West High School wrestler to make it to the state finals? <clears throat> yeah, to be yeah to be a state finalist. Yeah. yeah, I was the first one. Um, yeah, that year we had three state placers. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I was the first first state finalist. But that that had to be you know a big deal for you. And then after after Key West High School, you know you go to FIU. Uh, how was that uh, experience for you at uh, Florida International University? Um, it was you know it was tough. I mean, I, so yeah, so you know I went from the highest high of my life, winning the semifinals. Mm-hmm going to the state championship match, you know, I already had signed at FIU, like, yeah, this, you know, life is going great, you know, and then that injury happens and then we find out everything that happens. My surgeries were extensive. I, I missed like almost two months of school. Yeah. Um, so then you go to like, you know, the, the low of the low and that, that was a, that injury was a huge, probably pivotal point in my life. Maybe the biggest pivotal point in my life. So go to FIU the goal was to, you know, rehab and try to get that. We didn't, they did a nerve graft. The biggest, not in the knee necessarily, but it was the, that nerve damage. Mm-hmm. Um, very similar to what happened. To, remember that guy Milton that played at UCF? Yes. The quarterback? Yes, yes. It was very similar. Mackenzie Milton. Except, except it's 20 years later, so they could do more <sighs> right. now. You know, he actually got to be able to come back. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, they, they did I rehab with our staff over there at FIU. It was lucky that my doctor did my surgery, just happened to also be our team doctor at FIU. Um, so, we, you know, rehab. And I, basically what ended up happening is they, I just got into the coaching side there. Yeah. And I started breaking down film mm-hmm. and I started helping our coaches coach. And eventually, you know, the trainers were just like, your, your function's not going to, like they said, after, if, after two years, if nothing come, came back, it wasn't going to come back. Right. Um, so. So you're there they, right at the start because wasn't it, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, you know, you sign in to go to FIU to play football and then your quote unquote, your freshman year, that's when they brought the players in and didn't play a season, correct? Yeah, we were just, yeah, we just practiced. Right. And then the following year would be your second year. And then that's when they first started. Was it, correct me if I'm wrong, a division, was it division two? 
we're one double I'm sorry. Yeah. So you're one double A and you're still rehabbing with the thoughts of playing after your second year. And then um, your third year, they tell you basically, you know, you have nerve damage. You're not going to be able to play. So who was who was uh, the head coach at the time? Was it Don Strzok? Yeah, Don Strzok was that coach the whole time we were there. Yeah. And, you know, Joey Strife yeah. was, was one of my roommates. Um, we became really close. And, uh, yeah, Patrick Lewin was there with us. Mm-hmm. So what was <laughs> yeah, it, like? it was funny. They stuck all the Keys kids together. Of course. Probably not a, probably not a good idea. No. Actually, it was not a, wasn't a good idea. <laughs> no, not, not a good idea at all. But, I, it, but it, I mean, how rare is it, though? You were lucky in that regard where you went away to college and there were other people from the Keys there. Oh, it was great. You know. It was great. And then, you know, we came, we became really close to Joey and, uh, and, and everyone loved us, obviously. And everyone always came to the Key West and the Keys with us. And, oh, I bet. Most popular um, yeah. guys around. Yes. But it was, it was, it was a great experience. And then I got, I learned a lot. I learned a lot from, you know, it was a heartbreak in my life and it was a really rough time in my life. Yeah. My, my dream was shattered. All I wanted my whole life was to play college football. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted that more than anything. That was my driving goal and everything I did, whether it was school, um, you know, my workouts, all my stuff, everything was, was, was based around that idea. Um, so yeah, but, and then I got into the coaching side and really got, you know, started back then we had the VHS still. Yeah. Uh, they had me in there breaking down film and doing, you know, going on a piece of paper and rewinding it and for, you know, breaking down their defense and how their defense aligned to their offenses and formations and personnel groups and motions and everything else. So, um, I would spend a lot of time doing yeah. that. Somebody's uh, got to do it for sure, man. And what was that like? Like I've always been fascinated by, by this at FIU, you know, what's that, that first year like for all, everybody on the team to actually not play a season uh would you guys practice would you like uh, obviously you're you're at all the all the all the functions so what w- what would they do during that year yeah we practice a normal schedule four or five days a week you know uh, lifting obviously in the morning and stuff and and then we'd have like a scrimmage like every couple of weeks, every three weeks. We had a few scrimmages throughout the year that were planned. Try to get parents and families there, try to get boosters there, stuff like that. So you're you're there at the, the ground floor of FIU football and you know, I go to all the games during the season and they're still trying to figure it out. So maybe one of these days, hopefully if FIU will I hopefully I think they're on the right track right now with uh with the new head coach. I mean they went from two years ago winning one game. This year past year they won four games. So hopefully they could turn it around because you know Chaz and I know you feel the same way as, as I do. You want to see them do well, and you know that they could make it happen there. If they could recruit correctly and get a lot of those South Florida guys, that could be one of the top teams in FCS, you know? Yeah, well, 10 years ago. I'm at, sorry. Yeah. You know, when, when we had uh, Mario Cristobal there. Mm-hmm. We were, we were really good. <laughs> yeah, they, I agree. I agree. They we were really good. Him. I mean, he was recruiting South Florida guys. I mean, the talent's here. And um, we actually, it was at our 10-year anniversary of the program. We all went up there for, they had a big party and reunion. And we actually got to go to a couple of practices and stuff and toured the facilities and talked to Mario. And um, 
man, I was like ready to play for him right then. So I could see how guys get recruited. And then, you know, they, him and the athletic director, Pete Garcia didn't get along Mm -hmm. and he got fired and, you know, the program's kind of been on a downhill spiral since then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're telling the truth there. And I mean, you know, Mario gets fired from FIU and just gets a way better job as soon as he gets fired. So then immediately you think, well, why did we fire him in the first place? But, you know, hopefully they have uh, Scott Carr, the new athletic director from UCF. And this past season, he really, really, really worked hard to turn that program around. So I would love to see them move forward and and who knows. But being a, being an alum from there, I'm sure you're hoping for the same. Oh, yeah. We're on it want to get it built it built up and it's in the prime spot for it to be done and the the campus has just come along so far the athletic facilities yeah you know, when our first season the best part of our first season hadn't built our field yet that first practice year so we used to get dressed over kind of where the stadium is where our locker room was uh-huh. and then have to walk across campus to the other side, on the other side of the arena, we had uh, auxiliary fields over there, kind of yeah. like where the softball fields are and stuff. Uh-huh. And that, we had to make that trek every day <laughs> back and forth. Uh, a lot of people probably don't know. That. <laughs> that's that's crazy. And then I'm going to ask you one more question about it because I'm fascinated with this. Is um, you know, for a lot of our listeners that don't know, your head coach there at FIU, Don Strock, is known by many to be the greatest backup quarterback in the history of football. He was a longtime backup for the Miami Dolphins, and he would come in and just save games left and right, sort of like uh, Fitzmagic did a couple years ago for the Dolphins, but he made a career out of it. What was he like as a head coach? Because really he didn't have too much coaching experience. He ends up getting that job uh, at FIU, and what was it What was it like being a player for Coach uh, Strock? Well, we all, you know, we call him Stroker. Mm-hmm. But um, Coach Strock was uh, he's a, well. He's first of all, he's a great guy, you know, as a person. And the coolest thing was our staff is primarily made up of ex Dolphins players. We had a lot of like you mm-hmm. know our assistant head coach and and special teams coordinator and tight ends coach was uh, Bruce Hardy. Okay, um, you know, tight end for the Dolphins and stuff. We had uh, Tony Nathan was our running backs coach. Wow. He was a running back for the you know, Dolphins, famous running back for the Dolphins. And then we had some other old Dolphins. And then old Dolphins players from that heyday would con- constantly be around the facility or at practice. You know, you name them, they were there. And, um, you know, especially at our our, uh, our functions and our banquets and stuff, you know, we had Dan Marino was always there. He's good friends with Dan Marino. Yeah. Damn, Marino, and that's my childhood hero. Mm-hmm. You know, he was always there. We had, and we just had all kinds of the, you know NFL guys and and different athletes around the program all the time because it's Coach Strock and the guys that were there. But um, you know, I think Coach Strock didn't have you know. Now looking back, had a lot to. That maybe wasn't the best when it came to discipline, <laughs> discipline or or that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. He was really like a players' coach. But what Coach Strock was really good at was, and what I think he was, why he was necessary there was, he is he got the program going, and got the funding for the program again with his connections, and the people he knew, and and drummed up interest into the program, um, and that's what he was great at, and that's what he does. Like he, 
he for the he works for the uh, Miccosukee Tribe of Indians, and that's what he does for them is like golf tournaments and charity events and stuff like that. that um, yeah. That but makes then, perfect sense because like I could remember, you know, hearing, oh, FIU is going to have a football team and Don Strzok's going to be the head coach. And it gave it like instant legitimacy in South Florida. Yeah. You know, but I will football side, though, man, I learned so much from him about um, the offensive side of football and about, um, you know, coverages and reading coverages and um and different routes and, and how quarterbacks read and, and option route. Actually, and it's just, I couldn't, you know, if I told you, yeah, we can go on forever and people wouldn't know what the hell we're talking about. But <laughs> yeah, I learned a lot of football from him. It, he, yeah. It's amazing. People really don't understand someone that watches the NFL or, or something like that, or is a very casual fan about how intricate the language of offense or the language of defense can be and especially more so when you talk about quarterbacks and and how much thought process goes into it is just unbelievable yeah I mean, if a, you know if a corner with a corner you know if, if linebackers tilted a certain way he's we're automatically going to us uh you know a hot read and the the, the reads we had and the the blitz side adjustments and man it's just whew, crazy yeah. stuff that people have no clue <laughs> so i learned a lot learned a lot from him in that sense they really don't and that's why those quarterbacks are in meetings all the time yeah it was, it was, so that was amazing but yeah he he was a great guy but you know he he was that he was needed to get that program off off the you know off to the start that's and, and build the program so, so for sure. So you're, you're there, you know, you have that experience, you end up graduating and then you come back to Key West high school. Did you, did you entertain going anywhere else? What brought you back to Key West? So I was, it was mainly as a, a pit stop. <laughs> yeah. So I was in the process of, of after FIU and, and doing my student coaching stuff there. I was trying to be a GA, trying to get a GA oh, okay. position. Mm-hmm. So I had a couple different options, but I had to wait. So I graduated because I graduated in in the mid in the in the um, I didn't graduate in the spring, but I had to um, wait until the following spring, basically, like the okay. following after the fall semester after the football season got over. Yeah. So I had a couple different options. I mean, I had a a couple of option, uh, offers from like small, small schools to go, to go coach there in GA. But I was like, eh, it's like upstate New York and right. Minnesota. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that. And then I was FA. Um, I had a couple of connections where I was getting, waiting to, to get a GA job either FAU or West Virginia through coach Hughes. Uh-huh. And, um, so came back down and then, that summer happened to run into Miss Christina McPherson, you know, who was at this time an assistant principal. And she was one of my, one of my teachers. And I was always closer my whole life. And, um, she, you know, found that I got my degree in economics and I was like, we need an economics teacher. Will you come to, will you come to, I was like, no, you know, I was like, I don't want to teach. And I was like, I just, I'm waiting to, she's like, please, 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 Chaz, please. And so I ended up applying and going to this, you know, and, and coaching. And I was only going to do it for that semester. 
and then if it didn't work, I was just going to do it for one year. Okay. Um, so then I started coaching football that year. Who was head coach then? It was coach James. I think it was coach James last year. It was like Oh seven Oh eight. All right. Um, so here coaching with those guys, all my other coaches had a fun year. We didn't have a really good team that year. Um, and then, you know, I was comes along to the, to after football season. And then Ralph major was a senior that year. Yeah. And Ralph was, you know, one of my guys, Ralph, Ralph was, a, you know, at this time, a two time state placer. And he had grew up in our club with us, you know, wrestling. And he was, you know, he was a little, as a little kid, he was practicing with our high school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know he had an achieve. I thought he would have been a two time state champ already. And I achieved what he wanted and I missed wrestling. So I got back that year and, and came back to rest coaching wrestling with Ralph. <clears throat> and, um, that year coming back coaching, I saw a lot of things that were different and I knew the program. I kind of slipped a little bit. It wasn't like it fell off, but it just wasn't where it was when coach Bow was there. Right. And Moeller did a great job of keeping things together. Cause that was a huge fallout after coach Bow. everything happened with coach Bow. Yes. Yes. And, um, so I basically just came back and got into wrestling full on that year and, um, really wanted to help Ralph win a state title. And that year, Moeller is when Coach Moeller told me that he'd like to give the program over to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was on the table. And then I really liked being back in the school. And then Ralph, you know, wins the state title that year. And it was real cathartic for me mm-hmm. um, to be a part of that first state championship after everything that happened to me. And then, you know, we also had justin duck lose my heartbreak the following year after me tony yeah. lombardi use, lose my heartbreak the f- yep. year after me and i felt like the program was cursed and um and then everything just what happened to me was just like just you know changed the path of my life and it was real cathartic for me and real it was just a, one of the best moments of my life when ralph won that state title and um i really just fell in love fell hardcore back in love with wrestling mm-hmm and um, I think I was out fishing like the following weekend and it just kind of an epiphany came to me. I was still waiting to hear from to go if I was going to go to West Virginia um, that fall, you know, after the spring. And uh, I just said, you know what, man, I got, I was thinking I was 23 years old, 22 years old. I was like, so where I want to, where I love to be, you know, I'm an avid spear fisherman. That's actually my favorite thing in the world more than mm-hmm. anything else is spearfishing. And um, yeah, I love fishing, love being on the water. I love my family. I love my com- community. And I was like, you know, I have a chance to, to win state titles here and to do something I really love to do in the place I love to be. Um, so that's when I, that, that was when I made my decision to, to stay here and, and build that wrestling program. Wow. And then like you could say from there, the rest is history. I mean, this is, you said your 14th year, you've won numerous, um, district championships. You've had numerous 
students go on to the state championships and and you know you've been a very significant part of all these people's lives in key west and that's the place really that made you so you're sort of giving back to your community and you're being a very significant person in the community and and we all thank you and that's what this podcast is about is recognizing our people from monroe county who are a positive influence on sport at the high school level and Thank you for coming on today, and um, good luck with the rest of your season, Coach. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. This was great. Awesome. I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Coach Jimenez from Key West High School, and it was a pleasure for me to have him on. Um, I can't wait. If you guys have any ideas for other guests or other topics you'd like for us to talk about here at the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald, you could email me at sports at keysweekly.com. As far as prep sports this week coming up, we have a lot of games coming up on the uh, 19th. Coral Shores is at LaSalle Girls Soccer. Marathon is home boys basketball against Poznak. Marathon Girls Soccer on the 19th is at Slam. Marathon Boys Soccer on the 19th is at Booker T at 1.30. On the 20th, Key West High School Boys Soccer goes uh, is home against Coral Shores at 4. Key West High School Girls and Boys Basketball will be at Marathon at 5.30 and 7 on the 20th. Coral Shores Boys Basketball will be home against Everglades Prep on the 20th. Key West High School Girls Basketball will be at Carlton at 5 p.m. on the 23rd. Also on the 23rd, Marathon Girls Basketball will be playing at uh, Nova Southeastern University High School at 5 p.m. On the 24th, Coral Shores Girls and Boys Basketball will be at home against Key West. That's 4 o'clock and 7 for that game. Marathon Boys Basketball will be home against Everglades Prep. Also on the 24th at 4, Marathon Boys Basketball will be at Palm Glades, 4 p.m. on the 25th. On the 26th of January, Coral Shores Girls and Boys Basketball will be traveling to Hillel at 6 o'clock and 7.30 starts there. On the 26th, Marathon Girls Basketball will be home against Carrollton at 5. On the 27th, Key West High School Boys Basketball will be home against longtime rival Miami Christian at 7.30. On the 27th, Coral Shores and Key West Wrestling will be at the Colby Singletary Tournament at Palmetto Ridge at 3 p.m. And also on the 27th, Coral Shores Girls Basketball will be home against Florida Christian at 5 p.m. Thank you guys for listening to the Keys Weekly Sports Wrap with Coach McDonald. This is your only place that you're going to get Monroe County prep sports news and history. You guys can find this podcast every Thursday at keysweekly.com. Please tell someone about it. Really enjoy doing this. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to the Keys Weekly for giving me this opportunity, and I hope everybody has a great week.